When we say call us at Doty Legacy Group, the key word is legacy. It's all about taking care of you and getting it to the next generation the best way possible. Call us at 660-885-8835. How about we have breath to praise the Lord, but how about we also offer up to Him a clap offering this morning of praise. Welcome to worship. Go ahead and be seated because we're going to have some characters on the stage here in a few moments, and you don't need to be standing for all of this activity that's about to come. Uh, Welcome to First Baptist Clinton this morning. Glad you are here to worship with us today and to praise the Lord uh, in in this place together. Uh, If you are a guest, thank you for choosing to worship with us today. You will find in your worship program a connection card. Just fill it out and place it in the offering plate. We worship through giving at the end of worship, so the ushers will be at the door as you go out. Just place it in the offering plate. I'll remind you on the back side of it is a prayer request form. Uh, just share prayer requests with us because we are praying people. And while I'm on that subject, I want to say thank you for being the body of Christ and praying for Terry and me and our family this week. Uh, we greatly appreciate your prayers. So share your prayer requests with us either on the paper or go to the church website and share them on the prayer wall um, and, and uh, so that we can pray for one another as the scripture teaches us uh, to do. We have, we have so much coming ahead. Now, I, I realized this morning, not just this morning, but over the past several days, God is about to do something really great because the devil is working overtime. And we're not going to give him any traction or give him any space to work. So let's praise the Lord today with all our breath and see what's coming. I got two plugs before I get to my main plug. Number one, if the Lord has laid upon your heart to be a part of the safety team, if you would, uh, sometime during the week, uh, let the church office know and we'll get with you on that. We, we could use more individuals there. And if the Lord leads upon your heart to be a part of the van ministry, I would encourage you to let me know and we'll get you going there. Now, Paul wrote a letter to the church at Philippi. And in that letter, Paul says, not that I seek the gift but I seek the profit that it is increasing to your account. I'm going to give you an opportunity to assist in adding to your account, in being involved in a ministry and a mission, both. Trunk or treat is coming up. Sign-up sheets are in the Sunday school rooms. Sign-up sheets are also out here on the foyer. And we need all of you, not just a few of you. So there you go. So how it is the character, just so you know, I, I'm not the character. So uh, Pastor Randy is wearing a, the church has left the buildings t-shirt as you, Acts 1-8 celebration, October 20th through the 24th. That's coming up here in a few weeks. You'll notice that uh, the Smiths are out at the table. Uh, we are signing folks up for many events 
children's, youth, seniors, women's, men's, and of course the, the Acts 1-8 missions banquet. Um, these are all things that, that are, are driven to be, uh, to expose what, what we're involved in as a church through missions. We, that is, it is what we do, not what we say we do. We want you to be involved. One of the great ways that you can be involved is coming and being signed up and coming to some of the events at the Acts 1-8 uh, Mission Week. So take a look. Uh, you also have a prayer journal. That prayer journal, if you can't be involved in the mission, the, the, the events that week, or if you don't know if you're going to feel led or capable of going out on a mission, we want you to know that you can support the church and the mission of the church through that prayer journal. So please take that, that prayer journal, uh, take advantage of praying for the mission opportunities that our church are involved with, uh, both uh, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, um, including uh, many things like, like uh, Trunk or Treat, uh, Kevin, there are what, boxes out there for uh, uh, Operation, Christmas, Operation Child. Christmas Child, sorry. So make sure you get, get those, get involved. Um, if you have signed up for the Acts 1-8 Missions Banquet, um, we really need an opportunity. We need you to pay. It's $5 per person or $20 maximum for as many people as that are in your family. So stop by the table out here in between Sunday school and, and church. Uh, we'd love to visit with you, give you the information that's coming up, uh, and have you involved. Thank you. And... Tony, one other thing. If you leave the building today and you haven't signed up for the banquet, you can do it at home tonight online on the church website or in our app. You can play and you can pay there as well. Soon for food. And and we need to know by month tomorrow. Today's morning. the day. Today's the day. So First thing tomorrow morning, yeah, the count goes in. If you get home tonight, you can still do it. Yep. Okay. This morning I need to do something I've only done a couple of times in the last 21 years. I needed to address two spiritual sensitivity issues, so I've prepared a statement I shall read, so bear with me. I received a text this week for which I am grateful. It read, and I quote, FYI, there is apparently a rumor that you are telling everyone in your sermons that they are not, that they have to get the vaccine or they are not welcome, in case you hadn't heard it. Well, I had not heard it. So I feel, I feel the need to clear this up. First, in the 155-year history of, of the church, everyone has been welcome. This has not changed because of the coronavirus coronavirus. Everyone is welcome. Second, I have mentioned the vaccine in two sermons, so I will quote myself just so that everyone is clear. My prayer for these days is simple. Lord, I ask for two things, a medical breakthrough that quickly results in a treatment and vaccine and second, that this pandemic would last just long enough for a spiritual awakening in America to result in more conversions than coronavirus cases. April 12, 
2020. I quote myself again. Just as the vaccine was beginning to ignite hope, a coronavirus mutation was announced January 5, 2021. By the way, I did mention the polio and smallpox vaccines in a sermon January 13, 2008. I did promote the community vaccination events we hosted, but not in a sermon. Please feel free to fact find me by listening to the archive of sermons on our website, First Baptist Church Clinton. First Baptist Clinton. Church. Third, let me be clear. You are welcome, regardless of your vaccination status or opinion related to the vaccination. We have room for everyone. Also, I received a complaint in the form of a prayer request which I am, for which I am grateful. I feel compelled to respond because it is a teachable moment. The public reading of scripture connects our worship with the ancient church. Paul encouraged Timothy, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. The public reading of scripture connects our worship with the contemporary global church. The portion of scripture we read comes from a common lectionary a listing of readings churches around the world read and worship on the same day. Someone is, was offended by the scripture selection we read last Sunday. It is one of the hard teachings of Jesus, and frankly, I wish he had not said it. But he did, therefore we cannot simply skip it. I confess to not understanding the passage, although I have studied it in depth. The offended person wrote, and I quote, prayers for your church to stop condemning anyone who is remarried as I am. Our practice for the past 21 years is to recognize and honor long-term second marriages exactly as we have as we do once the once married. On one occasion, I've officiated a second marriage on Sunday morning during our worship service. Remarried persons are some of our key leaders. My mother's been married three times. Maybe that's too much information. <laughs> but it is to make this point. You are welcome here regardless of how many times you've been married or if you've never been married, we have room for everyone. We have something to offend everyone. You've heard me say that before. We do not mean to be offensive and ask for grace. If scripture, however, offends you, I would love to help you take that up with Jesus by loving you into a growing relationship with Jesus, please call me, 660-890-4150, because we have room 
for everyone. Good morning. What a what a way to follow up here. <laughs> so uh, I'm Daniel Doty. I'm Deacon of the Week. Uh, definitely. Going right off of what Pastor said, um, you know, would love to converse if you had anything you wanted to converse about, um, whether it's getting coffee. Uh, and I had somebody take me up on that last time I said that. So uh, feel free to call me. My cell phone is on the screen. I'd uh, love to even pray for you, too. So, hey, I'm going to make another real quick push on what Tony brought up, the prayer journals. Um, just what a huge blessing this is and can be. Um, they're out there. Make sure and grab one if you haven't already. But it goes through 31 days. And it's 31 days of praying for missionaries or mission teams and just the power in prayer. And I think many of us have experienced uh, the power in prayer and just what a blessing that can be. And what a blessing we can give that to other people as well. So it's day 10. This is the Jamaica team. Has anybody here been on the Jamaica mission trip? Raise your hand if you've been. And I see several throughout. I know my wife and son have been. Uh, and, of course, Kevin and Kelly do a great job, too, leading that. Um, definitely just a way to spread the word. Also... On our church app, if you don't have it, download it. Um, there is an Acts 1-8 uh, under our missions. Um, and Justin Osborne has done a really good job with podcasts. And he has done some podcasts on some of the missionaries. So just kind of give you an insight before this whole thing kicks off. You can already kind of know them and their background and, and all that. So, okay, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Holy Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the sunshine, the beautiful weather. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for our family here, um, just how blessed we are to have each other. I'm thankful for a uh, loving and praying church um, that we can go to the Bible, and, and we have a, uh, a pastor that preaches from the Bible and verses. And uh, I thank you, Lord, that um, we can come to you with anything, as we are sinners and failures, and, and we know, Lord, that you are loving and forgiving God. I just pray, Lord, you guide and direct us in all that we do. Lift up pastors. He gives us your word. Uh, I just pray for all of our mission um, missionaries and our mission teams. I pray for Acts 1-8. Lord, I just uh, pray for everyone to have safe travels and just uh, so many can be involved with this. Um, guide and direct us throughout this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. We're going to read our gospel reading. We're continuing in Mark chapter 10. Some more challenging words uh, from Jesus. As Jesus started on his way, a man rubbed him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, and go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, Children, 
how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is not, but with God, all things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, we have left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother, father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Mark 10, 17 through 31. Amen. You may be seated. Well, as we worship this morning, I'd like for us to think back to when we first saw, when we first discovered what Jesus, following Jesus was all about and think about how he has changed your life.
Our psalm reading this morning is from Psalm 90. Let's uh, read aloud together. Teach us to number our days that we may gain wisdom. Relent, Lord. How long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalm 90, 12 through 17. Amen. Where, uh, Pastor Randy? Okay. Well, I was just thinking, we're running late. We're going to skip a song. Let's go to This Is Amazing Grace, all right?
This morning, I, I want to begin by saying thank you to uh, Tyler and Crystal Smith. We recognize and honor their somewhat long-term marriage of a dozen years. So Tyler and Crystal, thank you. Thank you. So hang in there. You'll make it to two dozen or maybe ten dozen. <laughs> That'd take a lot of hanging in there, right? Okay, so it is, um, it is the season of our Acts 1-8. Somewhere, there it is. Okay, so Acts 1-8 is our strategy to fulfill the Great Commission locally and globally by loving people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Acts 1-8 celebration, October 20 through 24, is to inform and inspire followers of Jesus to engage his mission until everyone confesses Jesus is Lord. Acts 1-8 is, is you, and it's me. Um, on mission where we live, work, and play. The Bible verse says, and you will be, go to Jerusalem, and you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power, and you will be my witnesses throughout the world. So Acts 1-8 is not a program. It's not a ministry. It's not a mission. Acts 1-8 is you and me living out the gospel every single day in this community or wherever we happen to be. Acts 9, 1 through 18, which I am not going to take time to read this morning, but I do want to encourage you to read it because it's a very important story, so important that Luke repeats it three times in the book of Acts. So I want you to read it. Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 22, Acts chapter 26. Read the story of Saul's conversion. Um, and as we, have, as we have looked at it, and this year the theme is rise and respond. Rise is the first necessary action and respond is joining what God is already doing so we rise and respond 
to the initiative God is taking place in each one of us. Life on mission, where you live, work, and play, has six requirements we're going to learn out of Saul's story. Three of them this week, three of them next week. So just so you get your, so you can breathe a sigh of relief. He's not coming with six points this morning. But I do have one point. Rise and respond. To rise and respond takes a personal encounter with Jesus. And that, that's the story in Acts chapter 9. Saul of Tarsus was a man on a self-guided mission until he had a personal encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Few of us will have had the kind of experience that Saul had. But the result is the same. However we came to Jesus, it was a personal encounter with Jesus. Whether it was gradual over time or whether it was quickly a transformation in your life. It was a personal encounter with Jesus. Saul, the persecutor, became Paul, the preacher, apostle, who was persecuted in Damascus and in Jerusalem because he had a personal encounter with Jesus and was given a new spirit-guided mission. God changed his mind, Paul's mind, about Jesus and he changed his mind about the church. And so instead of, instead of being its persecutor, he became its proclaimer. Regardless of the circumstance leading to a personal encounter with Jesus, they all have in common the second requirement for a life on mission where you live, work, and play. Which is to surrender to Jesus in repentance and faith. So regardless of how you have this personal encounter, every one of us, Saul, you, me, we all we all come to this place of surrender of our lives. Saul's surrender was demonstrated publicly. <laughs> he fell to the ground. His face before the ground before before this bright light of Jesus. And Saul's, Saul's falling to the ground in repentance is not unlike other biblical characters. Isaiah cried out, Woe to me! I am ruined, for I am a, a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And when we encounter Jesus, it calls us to repentance. It calls us to recognize our sin and our sinfulness. It calls us to turn our lives to him. Ezekiel wrote, when I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one speaking. You see, every one of us come to the place where we encounter Jesus and we respond with the surrender of our lives to him. Surrender to Jesus in repentance and faith simply means turning from your own self-guided mission to trusting Jesus as your guide for the remainder of the days of your life. And having 
a personal encounter with Jesus and surrendering to him leads to the third requirement of a life on mission where you live, work, and play. Receive Jesus' call to service. Now, the call to salvation and the call to service are simultaneous. It's one and the same thing. It's not, I get saved, and then years later, I get some call to serve. No, that's not how it works. Biblically, when we become a follower of Jesus, the Spirit of God comes upon us and lives within us, and immediately, as in immediately, we are His witnesses. We are called into His service, not tomorrow or the next day, but immediately we are called into His service. It, this is a truth most Christians don't understand, or they choose to ignore, one of the two. Now, we're not all called to the same level of service, but we are all called to immediately to serve Jesus in some way. What we have to do is figure out what that looks like, where we live, work, and play. You see, this... This whole thing of Acts 1-8 and rising and responding is not about some program. It's about you and me living the call Jesus has placed on our lives where we live, work, and play. So Saul is on his face. This bright light has blinded him, and he hears a voice saying, now get up and go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the, the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the, and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. At once, verse 20, at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. So as it was for Saul of Tarsus, so is it for us when we have a personal encounter with Jesus and we surrender to him in repentance and faith immediately we are called to his service. It will look different for each one of us because we each have our own unique personalities. Aren't you glad about that? Yeah. Yeah. And we all have a unique blend of spiritual gifts, none of which match. Now, there may be some overlaps, but my gift mix and your gift mix will not match. But as you discover the gifts of the Spirit in your life, you will you'll be able to flourish as you serve Him. But here's the rub, if you will. You can't find the gifts without serving. Because the way you find the gifts is in serving. 
And so as you step into a life of serving Jesus, wherever you live, work, and play, his gifts get manifested in your lives and empower you to be able to be his servant where you are. Most of us are like Jeremiah, however, who said, alas, sovereign Lord, this is, this is irony upon irony, by the way. When he says, alas, sovereign Lord, I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> you think about it. Sovereign Lord? Okay, come back to it in a moment. Alas, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send to you, send you to and say whatever I command you to. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. See, we, we are a lot like Jeremiah. We want to make excuse when God's, God calls us into a personal encounter with him and we surrender our lives to him and he calls us into his servants, into his service. We want to say, whoa, not me, not me, not me. Ananias was a little bit that way. The Lord said, Ananias, I want you to go down to Straight Street, and I want you to meet this guy whose name is Saul. And Ananias said, do you know who he is? He's the persecutor of the church. Do you know who he is? Now, God is speaking to Ananias. It's a beautiful conversation. Do you know who he is? He's, he has orders to come to Damascus to persecute and to, to, to jail believers. And you want me to do what? Just trust me, Ananias. Go to Straight Street. I have a purpose for his life. And you're going to help him discover it. And that's, that's where we all come together. That's where we all fit in. I may not be able to discover my place of service by myself. But I have you. And you have me. And we have each other. And we help one another discover the place where God wants us to serve. And we step into his call. This is Acts 1.8. You and me stepping into his call where we live, work, and play. And the, call, the call is to use your life for Jesus where you live, work, and play. And we share, we all share a common call. The specific service is as unique as each one of us. Some, some serve local, some serve global. In a few weeks, you'll meet some people who serve local and some who serve global. But all of us are called to, to serve where we live, work, and play. Acts 1-8 is not a celebration we do every few years. It's your everyday life when you leave the building. It is your everyday life. So it's time to rise and respond. Listen, listen to what the Lord said to Saul of Tarsus. Now get up. 
stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people, from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. By the way, it is not Saul's assignment. Because under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Luke wrote it down. Placed it in the scriptures. When you read it, when I read it, it's my assignment. It's your assignment. He appeared to us. He's promised to be with us always to the end of the earth. He said, it's the rescue word. I'll be with you. You know, wherever you go, I'll take care of you. I am sending you. Here's what he sends us to do. Open their eyes. Turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. So they can receive forgiveness. It's your assignment. It's my assignment. Rise and respond. The first step is a personal encounter with Jesus. If you've never had a personal encounter with Jesus, this is your day. This is the day you can say yes to Jesus. This is the day you can, you can meet him in a personal way and you can surrender in repentance and faith to him and you can receive his call upon your life where you live, work, and play. So if you've never confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, in a moment we're going to sing the power of his love is, is changing me and we want to invite you to come here to the front and share with me your desire. If you join us online, click the I want Jesus in my life button on our website, firstbaptistclinton.church or you may text or call me at 660-890-4150. So it is, a, it is a, an invitation to you today for a personal encounter with Jesus. If this morning you're looking for a church home, we would welcome members at this time. We exist to fulfill the Great Commission by loving people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Come and join us in this Acts 1-8 mission of life in this community or wherever we happen to be. Come and join us on so, in a, so as we stand together to sing, I invite you, rise and respond.
的。